Well, hello and welcome back. It is uh, Star Trek Europa, and this is season three. Uh, we have been away for some time. It has been since sometime in January, I think, is when we last played. Um, or possibly before that. I think it was January, though. Yeah, it was January. All right. Well, hopefully everyone uh, is had a good long rest. Uh, this is the start of season three, and uh, let's go ahead and do some introductions. Uh, let's start with um, Brian. All of us I'm, at once. All of us at I once. Am, <laughs> I am. I am Jeff I'm Brian. I'm playing uh, several characters, including uh, Emily Benson and Elizabeth Page. Awesome. Evelyn. Uh, Hello, I am Evelyn. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Caffeinatrix. You can also find me over on the Saint Pete by Night Twitch stream. Um. I am playing Dr. Gasavio Nayat, the finally not EXO anymore CMO, and uh, as well as Lieutenant and, Mills, uh, and as well as. Nope, that was my fault. Go ahead. Something O'Connor. <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca O'Connor. It's been a while. It has. Kendall, you're up. Um, hi, um, Kendall. I'm Kendall the Elemental on TikTok. I am playing. <laughs> Um, Lieutenant Commander Eleanor Brooks, XO, and uh, two other characters. <laughs> Which you can't remember the name of. That's okay. Um, I can remember the name. They're just long and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, Jack, go ahead. Yes. Hello. I, I'm Jack. You might recognize me from previous seasons and uh, in my own channel, uh, RPGs Uncovered. I am here to play. Captain or Ronnie Ambrose, uh, as well as a few other characters, everyone's favorite secret agent, Ferengi, Tong. Uh, really, really excited to get back into this. Uh, I was hoping to have a nice Starfleet uniform, but not only do I not have that, I don't even have my, my previous red shirt, nor my com badge today. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes, but I'm very excited for this. Go check me out on all of the places RPGs uncovered. Um... Are we getting cross feedback here? Like, it looks like we're getting. Oh, you know what? That might be my thing. No, I think when you guys are talking, it might be on my end or something. When you guys are talking, I think it's going through both. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was getting a little echo. It, it might be my hand. My hand does weird things to audio. You sure? Hopefully, it is not an issue that everyone else is having. Yeah, I was hearing Kendall in two different places, one of them lagging a bit behind her. Yeah. It like bounces the sound waves. Like it comes out of the speaker, and then the fan pushes the sound waves back into the microphone or something. It happens all the time. Well, if you would stop using science fiction fans, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> it's a normal. <laughs> Hang on one. Like See if I can. Find I am committed to fan service. So this is the the fun of being off for as long as we have been. Is the technical issues that. Uh, are on always ongoing. They're always ongoing. Um, they got spicy. They got spicy. Uh, I'm not seeing it being on my end, but that doesn't mean it isn't on my end. Hmm. Well, hopefully that is not actually screwing everybody up. Um, if someone is listening and they find the audio to be bad, please let me know and I will see what I can do to try to fix it. In the meantime, let's go ahead and try to do a recap of what happened at the end of the last two seasons, or mostly the last season, uh, so we can 
let everyone know where we are for the start of the season. Who's got follow up? I don't imagine anybody does. <laughs> um, we fought some people. We stole the princess. Um, the captain. I don't know. No idea. There were Klingons involved. We were in. Crazy. All right. All right. How much? How much do you want, yeah, Jeff? How How in depth are we going? We're we going all all two seasons. Big stuff from last season. I think a quick recap. Just the finale. I think a, a quick recap of the two seasons probably is the best way to go. All right. Let's see if I can handle this uh, after all this time. Previously on Star Trek Europa. Back in the beginning of season one, we started out on DS9. Don't worry, I'm not going to get that far in depth with it. But we saw some weirdness that may or may not later down the line tie into some sort of orb experience that has been bouncing around in the background of, I think, a, a couple different characters at this point, including our now Captain Ronnie Ambrose. Uh, since then, we have been jaunting around the uh, Shackleton Expanse. It is. It is called in this. Uh, in this game, I just we've made expanse, some friends yeah. with. What's that? <laughs> I just referred to it as the expanse, but yes, it's the expanse. Yeah, expanse. Uh, we've made some friends. Uh, met some rock people. Met some fish people. Do we meet fish people? Uh, we did. They were being smuggled by. Yes. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so some rock people, some fish people, a whole bunch of other different people. Uh, there's some alien society out there we don't know too much about that uh, doesn't seem to like that we're making friends with all of their enemies. So they popped up a little bit uh, sometime last season, showed up, buzzed us a little bit and then ran away. I'm sure they're going to be coming up at some point. The bulk of the last two seasons has been the... Klingons, House Dural, is it? Duras. There's Duras and Varnak. Well, Varnak. Varnak. Uh, yeah, House has Varnak, uh, which is aligned with the Duras family uh, in order to overthrow Chancellor Martok and pretty much take the seat of the chancellorship which I think they more or less did, meaning there's kind of a Klingon civil war sort of thing. Um, Martok's been trying to keep that all contained, but it hasn't gone too terribly well that we haven't been involved in that all that much outside of season one when we took care of his, what, bastard son, uh, stepson. Marjad. Marjad. Uh, yeah, he had a bunch of clones running around working with another really bad uh, Romulan family, I believe. They were looking for the ancient, uh, the center of the ancient empire of the... Iconians. Iconians, that's it. Uh, the Iconians, they managed to find that, set up a, a cloning facility, cloned Marjad a bunch. We went down there, blew him up. Uh, I stabbed him a bunch. He stabbed me a bunch. Uh, we all made it out alive, except for Marjad. Some celebrations ensued, and I think that was the bulk of season one. And then Toshari... A sub, not sub commander. Uh, was it sub -commander? I believe in the time sub commander. She sub -commander. was sub commander. I think she got a promotion and then was immediately arrested for being uh, a political rival or whatnot. Um, so they they imprisoned her 
for a bit. She was gone for most of the second season, but we got a few glimpses into when we figured out she was captured. Uh, things weren't going too well for her. And eventually we got a got a bead on where she was and what was going on so that we could rescue her. In the meantime, you know, we talked with a bunch of aliens. Uh, we had a few cool episodes that touched on some interesting, uh, you know, social aspects, civil aspects, all of that good veiled uh, Star Trek commentary. Yep. And then if I'm not glossing over a bulk of says season season two i think that's most of it we tracked down the prison where she was being held we managed to rescue uh wharf who had been captured for a while presumed dead turned out to be captured uh rescued him rescued admiral mendek uh who was also a political prisoner and maybe i'm not sure uh made contact with another Romulan commander who was who hinted that he was on Mendek's side. Fortunately, he was. There was a big confrontation. We had to go track down uh, Sela, the new Praetor. She is the proconsul. Proconsul. I always get those two confused. Sela, the new proconsul. We managed to uh, track down her ship. She was moving in a big convoy of way too many powerful ships. Uh, Commander Toshari to some ultra-secure place where they were going to do nasty things to her and and hold her as political ransom. Uh, We managed to jump into a nebula, sneak over to that ship, rescue her, blow things up, uh, and managed to get back to the Europa without, uh, I believe, without any casualties on our end. This This time. This time. This time. At least not on the away team. No, no, yeah, I yeah. I don't think the Europa ever actually got in any real combat. Oh, uh, no, it did because yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, they were they were chasing around the the buoys we dropped and whatnot. Yep, I think that's the the much. the long ish sort of it. Um, all right. Anybody else have anything they want to add while I try to find the Klingon ships that we put in here earlier today? All right. One, two, three. We put these up here for a reference. Um, And then let's take this over here for reference. I'm still getting set up. Leave me alone. Shut up. Your game master is absolutely prepared. Shut up. All right. With that, let's go ahead and get into things. Um, We're going to start out this episode in uh, some high stakes stuff going on. Uh, Let's see. The Europa has been, uh, it has been a couple months. The Europa has been uh, in the region around uh, Quonos and the Klingon Federation Romulan border area. We have not yet made it back to the Expanse. Uh, you're still on detached duty, as was uh, at the end of last season, and you probably will be for a little bit of time in this season. So, um, recently, Europa received a distress signal from uh, an Oberth class ship, and Europa uh, decided it had to respond. So, you were uh, 
left into, jumped into system uh, where there were three Klingon birds of prey that were attacking a Unibirth class. You were getting there just in time for the Unibirth class. You gave the Unibirth class enough time to escape, um, but you are now engaged with three uh, Klingon warships. Um, you also have the aid of one of your own Klingon warships that is commanded by uh, Commander, or sorry, General uh, Varak. Vorka, sorry. I have the name right there in front of me. I didn't Vorka. Vorka. And he will, uh, we will get more into him shortly. But Vorka is a, a known uh, person to you guys. Stop doing that and do the thing I tell you to do. All right. It sounds like you're talking to a cat. I know. Instead, it's just roll 20, because that's how it do. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, um... Europa has suffered a little bit of damage. There is uh, some engine damage and a little bit of structural damage, but for the most part, it's not too bad. Um, the general uh, has suffered a little bit of damage as well. Nothing significant, nothing, nothing unheard of anyways. Um, the three warbirds are, or three birds of prey, I should say, are uh, using a tactic that is not unfamiliar where two, uh, one ship cloaks and two attack. Uh, and they rotate which ship is cloaking, so it's hard to keep a lock on any one ship. That's um, <laughs> precisely what he means to, yes. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and uh, pick up on the bridge. Uh, Ambrose, Brooks, uh, Yezabeth, and whomever else. I'm assuming uh, Mills will be on the bridge as part of tactical, and... Um, yeah. Silva so, is the pilot, so uh, we can begin in a round of combat. Uh, you guys have the uh, initiative. There are, again, three warbirds, the uh, three birds of prey, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I should specify, I, I guess, uh, Jack, you already know because I think I said it to you already, but the Federation has officially sided uh, with Martok in the in the war, so you are fair to to fight any Klingon ships at this point. Uh, I was just going to ask: Are we saving the uh, the captain's log for we'll for some time later? This I'm say okay. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, we'll do the captain's log after the cold open. So this is not going to be a real long scene. So all right, this is a chance for us to gain some and build some momentum and do the things that we do. Get back into a little bit of the rolling of dice and how everything works and putting my threat that I have on my screen here and it's two per player plus two. So. Um, you have initiative. Uh, <coughs> again, Europa is in red alert. You are already engaged. Um, this is, you've been in several rounds already. Um, and you have three, well, two uncloaked and one cloaked birds of prey in front of you. Go ahead and take it away, Jack, or whoever wants to. Start just, a reminder, just a reminder, you can see what uh, options you're, you have based on your position on the ship rolls, uh, you know, Duh. So if you look at that, you can see what action you can do. And I'm sure you can do stuff that's not on that list, too. Yes. All right. Uh, the Ober that is already is rabbited away? Yep. All right. Yeah, this is just now, at this point, a, a fight for spatial dominance. There is no... Okay. The stakes are uh, not super high. Would would sending out a quick hail be my action if I just want to you know tell them to 
shut up and go away. You could do that. Uh, that would actually be the comm officer's job, but you could order them to do it. Lucky who's on, or no, wait, uh, we have a comm officer. We do have a comm officer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think she's kind of crispy, but I can bring her out. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, you were saying we've already been at, we've already been trading blows a little bit. Have we already done the, you are in Federation space, stop being a dick and get out of here? Or, yes. uh, yeah, that's okay. All. Assumed to yeah. have been completed when, you know, you were rescuing the Oberth class. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, the, I said the other, uh, the Klingon general has also come in to aid you guys in this. Um, as you know, he was also responding to the distressing level of the Oberth class. So. All right. Uh, well, there are two uncloaked ships. We are officially at war and Ambrose wants none of it. Uh, so who is on fire control? Who's on, who's on weapons? Mills? Mills. Mills. Uh, who is a lieutenant, I believe. Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Mills, open, uh, target the lead Klingon vessel, uh, full torpedo barrage. Sir? All right. Standard difficulty. want to hit them as hard as we can. I need to open my Acrobat Adobe. I'll go ahead and roll for the ship. Okay. Should have brushed up on my combat sequences. That's honestly why we're doing it right now. Get it awkward and out of the way at the beginning. <laughs> All right. So control security. Um, Difficulty is two to hit. I presume my tactical systems will apply. Yes. Well, I didn't help. Oh, we got two. And so if it hits, I, um, Everything is breaking uh, right now. What is going on? Oh, good lord. All right. Everything is broken for me now. Oh, no. Reef, good morning. Uh, all right. So two hits. Go ahead and roll your damages. Already done? Yep. I think that is the thing Brian did. Oh, I can't see it, so. Which is good, because oh. I have no idea what that is and where it came from. I gotcha. Uh, looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven damage. Uh, and two effects, which I don't really know that apply for the weapons that you guys are using. We're still using regular old photons. Uh, you have quantums available. Do we want it? Uh, I can roll quantum. Yeah, I said full barrage. Hit them every. Hit them with everything we got. Roll me some quantum. Well, that's a much worse roll. Oh, um, well, we'll take that. Even if confused, she knew that the photon torpedoes were better today. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, the photons, I think using quantum also is an increase in uh, threat, but I'm not sure. I don't remember if that's true or not. Okay. It is, yeah. Yeah, so it's not it's not a, a, a high threat battle. You guys are pretty evenly matched with the other, Rom- the other Klingons here. All right. Um, so with that, you've done a crap load of damage. What did I say? It was seven damage with two effects that uh, doesn't do them any good. Where's my thing here? All right, and then that's a breach. Um, that is a uh, breach have, chip. They have the high yield ability, which means that if they do uh, a breach, it does two breaches. All right. Uh, that ship is now smoldering and not in the sexy way. It's not in the smolder. All right. Uh, with that, I will use my quick-to-action ability, meaning we get to go again without having to spend any of our currency to do so. I'm good. 
um, I, I think Silva, without waiting for uh, orders, is going to move the ship into attack position to give us an advantage on uh, our next uh, blow. Okay. Which we'll um, use that round's action, or that. We'll use the Ambrose action that he just did, so. Yeah. Uh, Daring Khan, uh, we have no uh, momentum, so I'll just do a normal roll. Um, I take it my helm operations focus would apply. Yes. Uh, that is four successes. Four successes. That gets you... Uh, that succeeds. I don't know that. Was that a momentum? Or what are you doing with your two momentum that you gained from that? Because that was a two... Uh, I think I'm going to bank it. Uh, yeah, going to bank it. Um, doing attack pattern, uh, which the difficulty was one, so it's actually uh, three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Three goes into the bank, and uh, all nice. ships, all attacks, all the all the attacks we do uh, are the difficulty is increased by one, or de- I'm sorry, the difficulty is decreased by one, um, and uh, until the next turn, uh, 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 all attacks against us are decreased by one, or or decreased by one. So it's easier for them to hit yeah, us. Hit, yes. Because you're oh, you know being aggressive. Be yeah. aggressive. Right. The ship the ship also gets to roll real quick, uh, which I just want to build up some momentum. So uh, zero. Okay. Zero for that. All right. So with that, uh, the one Klingon ship that was uh, damaged is cloaking. I will put a... I won't do that. I don't have a good way to do that. Anyway, that ship is cloaking. The other one is decloaking. And the third one is beginning to fire on you. Um, all as one action, pretty much. So, let's see. That's the Dedrick class, but that's not what we want. Where did my Klingon ship go? There we go. So with that, the Klingon ship, I remember how this sheet works. Um, uh, it is weapons, and Kuratai, and two. That was a crew attack, well, but whatever, it'll work. I got two successes. Uh, with typically one to hit you, so that gives me one momentum. Or yeah. whatever they call it in when I have it. Um, oh, threat. Yeah. It doesn't, I'm not holding on to it, so I, I'm not, I wasn't going to call it threat just yet. Uh, and they are firing torpedoes. Uh, no, they're going to fire disruptors. Holy crap, that's a lot of dice. Uh, the difficulty is oh yeah no, never mind. It should still be one, right? Yeah. Uh, it's two. D- difficulty hit with phasers is three normally. We okay. it's decreased by one, so it's two. Still two. Still gets succeeds. That's so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, and they're vicious, so I will add two more for the vicious. One, two, three, four, five. Three more. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes. I wanted to recount because my first count was wrong. So that is 10 damage to the Europa. If someone would like to mark that on their sheet, on the sheet. Uh, and then go ahead and roll, uh, whoever is marking it, roll for the breaches, of which you will have one. Three. That is? I believe engines, but I, I don't have it in front of me, so. I do. Um, that is engines, yes, you are correct. I'm not totally terrible at this job. 
Um, all right. Let me turn this off. So okay, Mark Dell. I'm trying to move my uh, my dice roller thing so I can see it, so it's separated. All right. Uh, that brings us back around to uh, the players' turns. Um, you've gone now. Comms have gone, and or no, sorry, not comms. Helm and weapons have gone once. So that leaves literally everybody else. Uh, Ambrose, what you want people to do? You still have the ability to use a command task. Um, you could do an engineering task. You could send someone to do engineering. You could send people to do. Um, that's probably about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the ship we already hit has cloaked. Correct. Yezabeth uh, will say a damage report. Uh, that last hit uh, is drain power. All right, uh, I will calm down to engineering, uh, which is Commander Kostra? Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Commander Kostra. Uh, Chief Kostra. Chief Kostra, okay. Chief Kostra, we're getting battered around a bit here. Make sure to uh, hold the rope together. All right. You got it. I'm on. I, I'm already on it, Captain. Um, so it is actually a minor action to do that. So we can still do something else. Yep. Sweet. Um, still you, one of the abilities that the captain has is to be able to basically tell someone else to take your turn, uh, which allows you to either fly the ship some more or to mm -hmm. really tell anyone on the crew to take to basically to do something with their station again. So mm -hmm. including weapons. Uh, I'm not sure how ta how tactical we're getting or how much tactics matter in this particular system, uh, but since we are working with another ship, could we maneuver to get them to corral them? Yeah, sure. And get a like a, a flanking sort of pincer, keep them all contained, so even if they're cloaking in and out, they have a harder time getting around us. Yeah. Sounds uh, like a great advantage to me. Yep. Uh, which is Silva again, right? Yep. Yep. Um, Silva, coordinate with Captain Vornak. Is that it? Captain Vorka? General Vorka. General Vorka. Uh, coordinate with General Vorka. I want, I want us to maintain a flanking pincer position uh, on either side of this cluster of ships. Make sure they can't maneuver around us. You got it, Captain, coming in from the rear. Um, so I will spend a uh, momentum for that um, to add another die. I'm sure my uh, helm operations uh, focus applies. Sure. That's four. That is four, four successes. Um, that creates advantage of two. So uh, we get... To, to on, our, uh, on anything that that would apply to. Okay. Uh, are you keeping that? You don't keep any threat, any momentum for that? Um, no, because it's a, it's a two to one ratio. Gotcha. All right. So you have gained advantage. Uh, you basically now have a zero to hit. Um, uh, the other, let's see. 
the one of the other Romulan Klingon ships. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see that. Thank you. Sorry, we had a spammer on the channel there. Um, all right, so the Klingon ships, uh, the two Klingon ships, one of the Klingon ships that hasn't yet acted uh, or has decloaked, but hasn't really acted, um, begins maneuvering towards General Vor uh, uh, Vorak's ship. Uh, and we can come back essentially to the back top of the round. Vorak fires on that ship since he has that ability to do that right now. And he does one breach. So back to the top of the round, uh, the the Klingons, ow, oh my good Lord. Um, uh, the Klingon ship that Vorak just shot at is now cloaking. And the one that you guys shot at earlier is decloaking. Um, and the third ship is still not cloaked. So um, hard to keep track of these, but it doesn't really matter. So go ahead and go ahead and fire one more time or do whatever you guys want to do for this next action. And then I'm going to have something happen. We can, we can put power into it, giving the attack extra oomph. We get like advantage three. So let's... Yeah. Oh, let's juice it up. All right. Lieutenant Mills, throw everything we have at the, the previously damaged ship. Focus our fire. Um, Brian, please remind me what advantage does in this game. It lowers difficulty. Decreases okay. the difficulty by three. So. Perfect. So I do not need to do anything special on my end. I roll as normal. Right. Yeah. And then you just have to decide what you're doing as far as how much power you want to put into the weapon. Got it. Got it. Thanks. Um, All right. Do we? We've got enough to put in like five yeah. if we want. We want to give a hell of a blow. Okay, yeah. so we have two momentum. Do we want to spend any of them on this? Yeah, you probably don't need to. Sorry, let's do let's do six power. That gives us three extra challenge die. Cool. I'm rolling crap today. All right, so with that, go ahead and roll Evelyn to hit. That is not a hit, although it is a hit because you. Got at least one success, and the difficulty was minus three. So it was minus one. Well, the ship one, didn't roll either yet. No, oh, yeah. the ship's not helping. The ship did. The ship She's did not a pacifist, assist. Damn it! Um, all right, so that hits. Uh, go ahead and roll damage, and then add three uh, additional uh, combat dice. Uh, the second one is the correct one. Yikes! Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten damage. That ship is blowed up. All right. Uh, a burst of sparks and flames go, and the, the, the breach is at the neck, and the thing explodes. There are Klingon bodies everywhere that you can't see because it's the PG-13 show. Um, with that, uh, it comes back around to me. Um Uh, the ship, the, the one Klingon ship that is, uh, remaining turns, the one that is not cloaked remaining turns away from, oh wait, no, it wasn't, that's the one that cloaked, um, is barreling down on you and will open fire one more time. Uh, your difficulty, uh, my difficulty hit is still two with phasers. So this is the one that is smoldering, not in the sexy way? Uh, you blew that one up. There's another one that's smoldering in a not so sexy way, uh, but it's cloaking. That is cloaking. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, you you blew up the one that you had already the the, the original one that was smoldering in the not so sexy way. Uh, let's go ahead and do fire to weapons. Fire the missiles. Two that hits. Uh, this is not missiles. I'm firing disruptors. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. It's decreased by five for scale. That is enough to get rid of our shields and deliver us two uh, breaches. All right, give me the two breaches. So with that, shields are down. That is sensors and weapon uh, and uh, structure. I shall water myself real quick as I was informed to. It was it was what it was structure and what sensors and structure. Um, so uh, we are now uh, damaged on structure. So all tests to repair breach effects after I suffered complications um, on an on an eighteen to twenty. Okay. Um, um, Oh, and our ship's resistance is reduced by one. Okay. So Europa's in a little bit of hurt now. Um, uh, as you're coming back around to uh, to mark an attack, that is when uh, my other guy comes barreling in. A decloaking ship. There's a, a, a bath of neutrinos that is coming up on Yezabeth's scanners um, as a Romulan warbird is decloaking. What are you going to do? Let's put this to scale here. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's going home. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Yezabeth will uh, say, Captain, I'm reading a... Oh, my God. It's a Diderix class warbird off the port bow. She's armed... Heavily armed, Captain. Do we have a registration on the ship? Can we identify friend or foe? Pulling up now. All right. You bring it up, and it is, uh, it is, uh, the I, nope, that's the IK. I don't, I don't have any of this one. The, it is Commander Dareth, <clears throat> who is one of the, uh, one of the allies of your group at the moment. So that is a good thing. Um, that ship takes aim at the Rami, uh, the Klingon ship that was chasing you, uh, and opens fire. Um, it does a modicum of damage, uh, which point both Klingon ships have decided it is time to GTFO, uh, cloak and in fact, GTFO. Put this guy here and there we go to scale. Um, so the two Klingon ships that were left, uh, as far as you can tell have left because uh, it's three Klingon. It's a Klingon ship, a Romulan warbird, and a Federation ship. That's a lot for anyone to deal with. Um, after a few seconds, uh, the Klingon ship, or the uh, sorry, the Romulan ship, uh, hails the Europa. On screen. On screen is a middle-aged Romulan. Uh, he's sharp-cheeked and. Uh, uh, has the the heavy eye the heavy uh, the ridge there that the Romulans get on their forehead? Some of them do. Um, it is Commander Dareth. Uh, you have worked with him a couple times. Uh, in the he has been assigned to your region recently. 
Commander, uh, Captain Ambrose, I, I believe I have arrived just in time. Yes, Commander Dareth, your, uh, your timing is impeccable. Uh, we appreciate the assistance. Nothing we couldn't handle, I'm sure you understand, but I will never turn down an ally in a fight. Of course, of course. I look forward to seeing you. I'm, I'm certainly glad I was able to assist what I could, uh, despite the fact that you and the good general didn't need any. Well, unfortunately, I'm sure there will be plenty more opportunity for all of us. We can only hope. Dareth out. Captain's log, 55254.6. It's been almost four months now since the Romulans entered the war against the House of Toral. This marks two superpowers in the Beta Quadrant, engulfed not only in a war with each other, but each within their own civil war. The Federation has officially declared war on House Toral, but remains uncommitted to the Romulan conflict. Fortunately, the Romulans are more open about their commitments. Admiral Mendek's forces are making progress against those of Proconsul Sela. He has dispatched over a dozen ships to aid Chancellor Martok in, in, finally, re in finally routing Toral from Kronos. He's also appointed Commander Dureth. Dureth? Dureth? Dureth. Dureth. He's also appointed Commander Dureth, a cunning, if not reluctant, warrior to take command of all Romulan forces within the Klingon theater. There's still much resistance coming from the House of Toral, but with the combined efforts of the Romulans, Martok, and Starfleet, the end is in sight. In the meantime, I've got new officers coming aboard. A Lieutenant Commander Gerald Moss will be taking over the flight operations position after our previous flight wing commander, Jisa Shajin, had been demoted from that position on disciplinary action. Lieutenant Commander Moss has an outstanding record and was highly recommended by Admiral Aralani, which goes a long way with me. He'll manage all shuttle operations and command the Peregrine Wing moving forward. All right. With that, I didn't actually get a picture of Moss yet. I meant to, and then I forgot. Um, but let's go ahead and start with uh, Mr. Moss is going to be meeting with the Lieutenant Commander uh, Eleanor Brooks, the first officer, uh, as that is the first person he should report to. Um, I thought she was commander now. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. You just haven't updated on the screen here. I don't know how to do that. How do we update on the screen? Somebody update that on the screen. Uh, oh. I'd have to switch the GM. Found uh, it. That's all right. Um, so that is Commander there. Brooks. Um, we will meet. Oh, perfect. Much better. Um, I can close that and I can close this so that I have fewer things that I'm confused by. All right, Commander Brooks. Um, and I will get an image for, uh, for Mr. Moss betwixt now and the next session. Um, okay. Moss. So would you say we're in his, in her office or are we still scrambling about the bridge? No, no, this is in your office. Um, 
sometime past the the battle, um, everything is settled in. Repairs are underway, uh, so it is uh, an adequate time to have this meeting. Um, Brooks, or not Brooks, Moss is uh, in his late thirties. Uh, he is tall, um, think a Chris Pine type. Um, in fact, I probably use a Chris Pine photo. Um, uh, he's comes dressed in his not dre- not not as class A uniform, but he's dressed uh, precisely for his like his uniform is very fit and precise. Um, enters into your room, or well, I guess chimes the door to wait you letting him in the door so he doesn't just burst in in case you were doing some kind of weird hot naked yoga. I don't know why. So you are ch- there's a chime at the door. Enter. The door slides open and that gentleman enters in. Commander Brooks, it's uh, an honor to meet you, ma'am. It's a pleasure to meet you too, uh, Lieutenant. He's a Lieutenant Commander, right? I'm sorry, my brain's super foggy yes, right now. Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Commander Moss. My orders, he hands you a, a pad that is his orders from Starfleet Command to uh, to take over for the flight wing. Really, he'll be in charge of all flight operations, which includes all shuttle craft and technically helm operations too, but he won't be on helm. So Yeah. And uh, she'll take it, and she'll read it over, and she'll nod. If you have any questions, Commander, please let me know. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Not, haven't spent much time on a deep space ship for a while. Was on board a... Well, a lot of science ships of late, so. Oh, what kind of si- what kind of explorations did you do? Largely, we've been doing uh, uh, survey planetary surveys in uh, the uh, the Oteris systems. Uh, a lot of geological survey type things. Not something that's really up my alley. I see. That sounds like it would be interesting to some people in our science department if the, you were willing to let them pick your brain. I'm, of course, I don't know how much I really know, uh, but I'm happy to try to give as much insight as I can on the things that I do not understand. I'm sure they'd be willing to explain some things to you. Most of them are quite excitable and passionate about what they're doing here. I find that to be true of most geologists. It's a strange dichotomy. Rocks don't have a lot of things to be excited about, yet they're always excited about something. Scientists, not the rocks. <laughs> Very true. But, um, I don't think I have a whole lot of questions about your orders, but did you have any questions for me about the ship? I'm afraid I'm also fairly new, but I can probably answer a thing or two. Uh, I am to believe that I am taking over for a, Commander, uh, sorry, Lieutenant Chajin. Um, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, I read that she's an Andorian. Uh, my experience has always been that an Andorian uh, stepping in may be, uh, may be rough. Uh, any advice on dealing with, with a good commander, or Lieutenant, I mean. Well... It depends on whether it's actively hostile or not, but you should probably speak with her calmly, rationally, just be honest. 
Well, the direct approach usually is the way to go with most Andorians. It's what I find that works fairly well with most people. People don't like catching others in lies. It's true. Uh, I find a lot of bullions don't like the direct approach, but other than that... <laughs> Some people are very particular about their uh, manners, and that's also something to take into account. But there tends to be a overruling of the fact... And quite a few ships that they prefer straightforward honesty because it cuts through a lot of the uh, bullshit. Fair enough. All right. Um, well, I guess it's probably best if I get straight to things. Um, if you'll excuse me, Commander, unless you have something else you need from me. Um, not at the moment. You're dismissed. Thank you. And he uh, departs the room. All right. Uh, the next one I have is Ambrose Toshari and uh, the, uh, anyone else that wants to be there, obviously, too. Uh, Darith and Vorka are also aboard ship. This will be in the... Uh, um, what is the name of that room? The one where everyone sits and talks. The, the briefing, briefing room. room. What's that? Yeah, the you briefing room. Yeah. That one right there with all the table and the stuff. Um, this is going to be something basically we can cover any, anything that you guys have questions about as far as where the situation, everything is in the, you know, the downtime. Um, it's a good chance for some exposition. Um, but Darith and Vorka, uh, are there, uh, there's a definitive, uh, tension between Darith and, I'm sorry. Yeah. Darith and Vorka. Um, obviously it's the normal Klingon uh Romulan tension and Vorka has not made it has has made it fairly clear in the past that uh he does not particularly like that the Romulans are helping uh because you know this is Klingon internal this is Klingon business kind of thing. Um, but he's been ordered to by Martok to do his to do his job and so he is. Um Toshari is also there. Uh I don't think I have a picture of Toshari right now. I might but I don't know where it's at. Um there she is right there. Ah, ah. Um, obviously, like I said, is anyone else that wants to be uh, involved in this scene, this is a good time for people to get up to speed. Um, yeah, full senior staff. Yeah. So, Dorith will start by... Uh, I'm sorry, Vorka. I'll have Vorka start first. Uh, Vorka will start by saying, uh, the war is going well. It seems that... With the added allies of the Federation and the Romulans, that uh, House Toral is losing ground quickly. And I suspect that it is only a matter of weeks, maybe slightly longer, but weeks before we have a chance to make a full assault on Quonos. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Zaretha, uh, yes, uh, at least we're making progress on that front. Uh, the pro-council, her forces are more entrenched. Granted, there's been less time that we've been fighting them, but, uh, we could certainly still use Federation assistance, Captain. The Federation has much to consider 
in how best to assist in two very large theaters of war. But rest assured, I will... I will do everything I can to render assistance in the areas that I am operating within, and I will speak to the Admiralty on my own behalf as well as to pass along uh, the Romulan sentiment of, of increased aid. We will attempt to assist as we can. I understand. Uh, Your assistance has been invaluable and has not has certainly not gone unnoticed by myself. I give him a, a sort of, I, I give him the the captain nod of captain to captain. I got you. Right. Uh, Vorak uh, turns turns to the to Romulan as well. And when all is said and done, the Romulans will not be alone. Uh, your people have done us a service as much as I. Felt it unnecessary. We will return the favor. In time. The more allies on a field of battle only make the celebration afterwards more enjoyable. So they say. More guests at the party. Agreed. Um, I don't have anything else with those guys, particularly. Um, this is a very short scene. Do you guys have any other questions you have as far as what's going on in this in the world at large right now, um, specifically with the war and like that? Uh, is there any overarching objective that our side is trying to accomplish? At the moment, the primary objective is to uh, weaken and weaken Taral and find a way to get to Quonos faster. Um, that has been the the. At this point, it is an all-out, it's sort of that race to Berlin kind of situation uh, after the, you know, in World War II, after the beach, the landings of the beaches. Um, the specific objective right now is uh, just to make sure that the Taral and his forces don't, um, don't gain any additional assistance from the proconsul uh, and Romulus, uh, which so far has not we haven't seen any of that. Um, there's always rumors, obviously, of Romulans aiding Klingons and whatnot. And there is a known connection between what the Romulans were doing and the what the Klingons were doing, well, what Toral was doing and what mm -hmm. Cena was doing. Um, but yeah, is, that's that's the primary objective right now. Is there a reason we don't just work to Konos then? Uh, getting a whole fleet there without being surrounded by Toral's fleet would be gotcha. difficult. Like he's, he's, he's got a big fleet there. That's a good reason. That's a pretty good reason, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, because that's next episode. <laughs> um, but anything else beyond that, just uh, as a quick catch-up, I do have, we will get into the actual plot of the story soon. Don't worry, I do have one. Has there been any developments on Worf? Um, Worf is working with um, Martok currently to, to ensure that that's one of the reasons why the Federation is actually has actually declared war on Toral. Uh, that is Worf's thing. Is, uh, is he still acting as a Federation ambassador or is he on one of his Klingon trips where he leaves Starfleet for an 
undisclosed amount of time and becomes yeah, it, Klingon. It, it started out as, you know, it was, it was one of those situations where he was there. He was, he was doing the ambassador thing until, uh, until the Federation joined the war. And then he is now, I guess technically he'd still be working with Federation at this point, but now he's working more directly with the Klingon high command. Um, but he's, he's on a ship, he's firing weapons, he's in battle. He's not, you know, behind the desk dealing with diplomacy as an right, ambassador. There's would. no way he gotcha. could do that. So. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, all right. Um, if nobody has anything else for that, which I didn't figure there would be a whole lot. Um, Ambrose, you get, as you're, as the, as, uh, Dorith is going over the, uh, the situation in Romulan space, uh, you get the distinctive impression from Toshiri that she is uh, uncomfortable during the during the meeting. Um, and once the meeting is ended, unless someone has something they want to do, uh, Dorith and Vorak will leave the ship. And as everyone else is leaving the room, Toshiri will stay behind. She doesn't get up, doesn't say anything. She just is sitting at the table looking at the, the documentation. Um, and you get the distinct impression that there is um tension in her yeah i would i would have stood up and you know walked the other two captains to the door thank them for their assistance and wish them well all of that good stuff uh give everyone and else a nod to clear the room and go and sit down across the table from toshuri You seem concerned. Looking at these numbers, I do not believe that Dorith is fully honest or fully aware, perhaps, of the situation in Romulan space. Mendek is doing well, but I believe that Sila is holding back a great deal of her forces. She's planning something. The Federation has to be involved. This Commander Dereth. There's a big difference. Uh, there's a big difference between not being fully aware and not being fully forthcoming. Do you have any reason to believe he is purposely withholding strategic information from us? Romulan pride. Well, I I always operate under the assumption that I'm not getting all of the information, and I certainly would not expect to be made fully aware of the intricacies of Romulan operations. But if it does concern... If it does concern a matter large enough that requires this full alliance... Myself, and by extension, the Federation needs to know. You say Proconsul Sela has been holding back. I think she has. I suspect she has. Mendek has otherwise been holding the front? He's been making maneuvers. He's been gaining ground. I believe it is... Starfleet's hope that we can focus our efforts on the Klingon front. We've 
already dealt major blows against their offensive, and we're making much more rapid progress with them. It can also be said that they are a bit more forthcoming in their political and strategic matters, though we've had a little bit more time to develop that relationship. I think the hope is that we wrap up the House of Tyrol problem quick enough to be able to render full assistance to the Romulans as needed, as opposed to dividing our forces. If everything works out as they hope, that is a strand, a sound strategy. But if it doesn't, that could compromise one whole theater of this multi-quadrant war at this point. Do you have any... Do you have anything actionable I can pass along to the Admiralty? Anything we can check out? Any rumors we can investigate? Any uh, areas of space we can survey? I don't know. It's mostly a feeling right now. I think... I think something is coming, though. We're only four months into this war. There is certainly something coming. And it's most likely not going to be good. It's difficult to spend time here when the war is out there. Yes, I understand. Your homeland is under attack from within. That can be difficult. She, uh, she sets the, the the pad that she was looking at down and stands. I'm sorry. I'm, it's not uh, it's not easy, and I know you're. I know the Federation is doing all it can. I will see what I can find. More information. I think. I believe that Sela has something. Maybe she's drawing Mendic in. I, I don't know. But she strains herself out and does the Picard maneuver on her on her tunic. I'm sorry. And then she strains up and if you don't need anything else, Captain. You can your your Just empathy. Keep- clearly shows him she's she's clearly torn and the uh the the address of captain is is clearly something to finalize her conversation if you do need my assistance you let me know i'll find a way she looks at you for a couple seconds and then a, a little bit of a smile i know then she nods and heads out of the room. Uh, I might have to. Uh, what have we been doing for the last four months? Various combat missions and investigations and things like that. You've been you've been primarily working on um, uh, secondary 
not a frontline ship in the war with the Klingons, but definitely a secondary ship. Uh, a lot of like logistics and uh, convoy runs and the tediousness of of regional warfare. Boring, not soldier stuff. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Um, uh, yeah, Ambrose is probably a Toshiri could probably pick up like at this point. Uh, Ambrose is getting a little antsy. So he will certainly help in a confrontation if she, you know, can point him in the right direction. Right, right. All right, one more scene to catch up on characters and then we'll get into stuff. So Tong, uh, Tong has been spending the last several months working on Eva's avatar um, and has been working alongside of other science-based individuals. Uh, just so we can check in on them, I was going to have Amathi, O'Connor, and Elizabeth all working in Eva's uh, area right now, If that's unless someone has a different character they want to do. Uh, Sounds like a good team. <laughs> um, and I figured this would be a chance to meet because we didn't really have talked. We haven't really talked much with Amathi and Tong and Amathi in the same scene is going to be uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So you guys have been working on uh, getting Eva's avatar matrixes set up. Um, you have not gotten to the point of, of her actually choosing an avatar or doing anything with that yet. Just getting the matrix and stuff like that set up. Uh, and you're getting now to the point where you're getting very close to where Eva will have to start making decisions on her own about what the avatar will be and things like that. So um, with that, the four of you are in Eva's uh, library access room, panel room. And I don't have the characters in front of me, but uh, yeah. So... Uh, Eva is flipping through. There's a, a a very fast. There's a screen of of, of images going by very very fast um, of various races and uh, genders and things like that. Uh, at one point, uh, as you're watching, as you're going through whatever you guys are the various things you're doing, um, she uh, Eva stops on a Horta. This is an interesting option. Yes, yes, it 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 certainly would be uh, interesting. We'd we'd have to redesign the the hollow matrix framework to account for a, a non humanoid uh, association with your with uh, with your matrix. But it, yeah, we could certainly make that work. Interesting choice. Why a Horta? It is an interesting species, a geological creature. Perhaps it would allow more communication or, or opportunities with care with uh, interaction of other species. It would be a, a difficult or different type of interaction. Uh, Mister Lieutenant, uh, uh, was it Ensign Amathi? Ensign Amathi, you are a, a geologist. Have you any experience with Horta? Um, um, actually, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with Horta, but I can imagine that if this is how you, like, see yourself, then you should absolutely do it. But, um, imagine that... Are Horta common? I think so. I do not believe they are. Uh, there are no known Horta in Starfleet. But there are also no known ship-level AI in Starfleet, other than myself. So is this how you want to see yourself? Is this how you want other people to see you? Because if that's how you want to do it, I can support that. But 
I don't really know how you would be able to um connect with other people because usually people connect with like eye contact and stuff, and um it can be um difficult when you don't have eyes. That is a fair assessment. Perhaps or you know legs or arms or a body of really any sort. How do they communicate? That's a good question. The one known contact with Horta was through uh, a mind meld that may th- make things more inconvenient. I shall continue looking. Uh, I think, you said, sorry. Oh, if I could uh, inter- interject. Yeah. Uh, I think Yezabeth is uh, standing at a console nearby and listening in. Uh, she's definitely in her uh, Jorad Hage mind right now. So she's like standing uh, much like he did. And uh, she'll just say casually over the shoulder. Uh, You'll be using a tactile interface in this body. Uh, Not to speak about practicality, but you might have trouble using a console if you don't have arms. That's a fair, that's a fair assumption. And a few more flip by and comes to one of the, uh, an alien species that has six arms. This may make it more convenient. More arms means more attempt to interface. Yes, but now it's improving. Go back to her console. Six arms would make things a lot more easier. I mean, I've been told people are jealous because I'm able to use my tail so easily. Oh, a tail. I had not considered More arms that. would be helpful. What mm-hmm. advantages more does a tail provide? Oh, tails provide more balance. I've been able to grab things from far away and catch people when they're falling. I can also catch things when they're falling. And myself. I run into a lot of things, and then I also um, almost fall a lot. So it catches me a lot. So tails are great. Is it a matter of your falling a lot, or does the tail make it more inconvenient for general motion? Tail makes it easier to balance. I am not good at walking. Interesting. If you get the right kind of tail, you can hang upside down. Yeah, that too. Hmm. What would be the benefit of hanging upside down? It's fun. Able to reach things on the ceiling. Different perspective. Mm-hmm. I will investigate this further and begins looking through images of various races that have tails that are prehensile. Of course, as a holographic uh, projection, projection of force fields, I don't think there's really anything preventing you from already projecting yourself upside down. Mm-hmm. And at least while you're on ship, and I don't know how you would get off ship, but at least while you're on ship, you wouldn't really need arms to use the consoles anyway. That is true. So it's all your preference. I'd I'd be I'd I'd perhaps think more about how you how you see yourself and and maybe how you want others to see you and and not focus so much on functionality because I think you have functionality down. I suppose the question is, is it more convenient or is it easier for my colleagues? to see me as something less uh, obscure. Mr. Tong and uh, Amathi, you are both significantly less similar to humans than, well, Miss O'Connor is a human, and Yezabeth Hage is a trill, but looks human. What has been your experience in dealing with humans 
as a non-human uh, presentation. A distinctly non-human presentation. Pick the good parts or the bad parts? I believe I'd be subject to both. Um... Well, humans well, seem to have a fascination with ears. Between Ferengi and 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 Vulcans and Romulans, they're always they're always commenting on on ears. I think theirs are deficient. <laughs> he looks over at uh, O'Connor with a head tilt. You do tend to hear a lot of things that I don't. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> huh. Humans are also significantly colder than I am usually, and makes a gesture to his fur. I imagine finding clothing that uniforms that fit you are more difficult. Well, well luckily that's not going to be an issue with you. That is true. Mm-hmm. And it, it it can get a little um, depending on depending on where you are. I, I mean, as. Um, you know, within within Starfleet itself, at, at least uh, once you get out of the the academy, people people tend to be pretty um, you know open and accepting. But you know, school stuff, or maybe you don't. I don't know. My education was was conducted here aboard ship or in a lab. Right. Yeah. Um, but. You've got the same sort of comparison with people like, um, uh, went away finally. Um, who uh, I can't see you, right? Who, who see you as strange and a threat and curiosity. Foxwell. Yes, that guy. Yeah, that jerk. Mm hmm. Yeah, people will sometimes treat you like a foreign thing, even when they don't really realize they're doing that. Even when they think they're re- like re- being really open-minded and stuff, they make a point of pointing out like all the things that are different about you, and it just makes you a little more conscious about it. But the thing about you is that you don't need to have just the one form. That would be true. Although I believe the Matrix would be configured for each individual. That might make people more uncomfortable, though. Or at least confused. Mm-hmm. If you want the human experience, it involves not changing your body anytime you want. That is true. And I believe with the already comp- the, the, or the, the complex nature of human interaction, it may be wise to simply make it easier on the other persons aboard this aboard Europa. I just like a human, I believe. Sure you don't want Trill? We can give you some nice-looking spots. Perhaps. I believe that maintaining a more humanoid form than perhaps uh, distinctive, such as Bullion or Klingon, I believe it would be ideal. So as not to make too many people uncomfortable. That would be really cool, though. Excellent. So now we shall move on to other parameters. 
Yes, but we'll press a button and start bringing up like a uh, a randomizer to like present her different options uh, in, a, in a cycle. Excellent. Physical appearances and such. Right. All right. Um, I think choosing deciding on human right now is probably enough. Uh, okay. So everything else you else want you guys want to get out of that scene? Hmm? All right. Um, a little later in the day, uh, this will be the last thing we do before we get into the story stuff. A little later, well, additional story stuff. The, a little bit later in the day, um, let's say uh, in, in the mess hall, it's Tana, Def Tana, Daphine, Koba, and Vren are about. They don't have to be at the same table or anything like that. But you guys are all down in, um, down in the in the mess hall, uh, and. Tensions aboard ship have been a little high. Mostly it's, I think people are tired of being cooped up in the ship. They want to do something. They want to find a way to get out and do explorations or battles or whatever it is they do. Um, near the front of the, uh, the line of the uh, uh, replicators, there are two crew members, uh, a human named Thomas Wright and an Andorian named Hajrin, Hajarin, sorry, I have it spelled out there. Um, and you can see, uh, that, uh, they're arguing a little bit. It's our tensions are getting hot. Um, and finally, uh, Thomas Wright, uh, gets pushed, shoved back against the wall and Hajarin, uh, begins lunging towards him. Uh, there uh, is a definitive fight going on now in the mess hall. Does anyone want to do anything or just watch? Who's in a Tana, Tana would like to step forward and kind of try and okay. it's pull Tana. one of them back. Uh, I have it as Tana, Daphine, Koba, and Vren, but anybody that you guys want to have down there can be down there. Doesn't matter. Who's in Who's in the fight though? Uh, Thomas, a human named Thomas Wright, and an Andorian named Hajarin. Just two random crew members. Not okay. random. I have them. They're not random, but Daphine will just hold up her tray, step away. Okay. Aren't these the two that were in the fight earlier, like way forever ago? That we never get around to dealing with that was on a, i think that was actually a different game but yes oh <laughs> okay never mind um that was a game that, that was a lexington game yeah okay this is a century yeah, sequel later. beef yeah this is their grandchildren because it's a century later yeah uh, <laughs> but yes yeah i'm reusing the same storyline shut up um so tana steps forward and what are you doing i'm just gonna pull one of them back and just kind of like Put a hand on one chest and like point at the other. Hey, we're hey, we're eating over here. Can y'all not? Uh, Hajarin, uh, you pulled Hajarin away, and uh, he knocks your hand off of him and says, "Do not touch me, human." Do I look Bajoran. human to you? I'll say Bajoran. I meant I meant Bajoran. <laughs> Do not touch me, Bajoran. <laughs> okay, I won't touch you, but don't touch the other ones either. This is where we eat. Do you shit where you eat too? He looks at you and <laughs> it's like it's such a gross saying. <laughs> uh, this is not your business, Bajoran. Step away. This human, this human needs to needs to apologize. Right. Like, oh. Screw you, apologize. You're the one that started it. 
honestly, don't care. Take it to the holodeck or do something else. This is stupid. Hajarin says, very well. Looks back to right. I shall see you later. Human. And then pushes past, uh, pushes past uh, Tana in a not friendly way. <laughs> yeah, she just remains stiff as possible, so he has to really knock into her while he walks past. Yeah, which he is not opposed to doing. <laughs> and then nice, she looks at right. Nice shouldering. What the hell? I don't, you know Andorians are just... Uh, one, we're not going to generalize by race. That's a dick move. Two, not an actual answer. What the hell? Look, he owed me... We had a bet, and it didn't go his way. So, you know, he got pissy, and not to generalize, but um, I've seen a lot of the Andorians be kind of like that lately. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's maybe it's some kind of moon phase, like Ponfar or something with, I don't know. Daphid will uh, slam her slam her tray down <laughs> and stand up and walk over to them. And excuse me, are you a child? Are you a literal child on this ship? A a welched bet is causing you to fight in the midst of the mess hall. He attacked me. I don't care who attacked you. The fact that you're fighting at this at all tells me that you should both be washed out. How did you ever make it out of the academy if you couldn't deal with such childish matters? Again, he attacked me. I was just no. talking to the replimat here. I don't care anymore the second time you, you, you mention it. Well, maybe you should take it up with him, Lieutenant. Excuse me. She'll turn to him. You are also <laughs> acting like a child. You both... Hajarin uh, was walking away. So yeah, you can yell at him. Chase after him yeah. if you want. But yeah, he was walking away. Yeah. So. But yes. Um, and, and you, she'll point back to the, 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 the human. Uh, and uh, she'll say, and if I hear you... And I, if I hear any of that talk about moon phases or anything like that, I will personally make sure that your next procedure in sickbay is an invasive one. Yeah, and I'm the mature one. Or I'm not the mature one. All right. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. If you'll excuse me, I'll take my dinner in my quarters. Good idea. All right. He, uh, I like him. you. Yeah, he heads. <laughs> he heads out. Yeah, she's looking at um Delphine, I think. Yeah. I find it very illogical how. Well, I suppose it is not just humans, but the vast majority of Federation personnel choose to spend their meal time in such frivolities. Oh, yes. We're, we're having a frivolous time over here. Mm -hmm. Totally enjoying ourselves. All right. Sure. So go back to ignoring anything else. All right. All right. Um, sometime later on the bridge, uh, um, 
who did I have? On the, I didn't have anyone selected for this one, but on the bridge, uh, we'll say that uh, Yezabeth is up there now, um, and whomever else, obviously, he was on the bridge. Um, you're beginning to you're you're getting a notification. Eva flashes a message across the screen of uh, an encrypted communication uh, has is being intercepted. Before we do that scene, could I, could I actually interject a damage report to the captain? Yeah, sure. Um, I think, uh, uh, I think it'd be Yezabeth, uh, probably, uh, chiming on the captain's, uh, court, the ready room. Sure. Yeah. Anytime you guys will have a scene that you want to throw in, feel free. Like, yeah. Uh, she'll come in with a pad and she'll say, uh, captain, uh, I have the damage report, uh, uh, commander Costra. Um, it, it's not good, sir. Reach out and take it, sort of scroll through it. That last conflict did hit a little harder than we were expecting. I'm sure our engineering teams will be able to. They they can get the fix us. They can get the systems up and running, but we'll be. Uh, they can get the systems up and running, okay, but we're not going to be able to be back to full. Or, we're not going to be able to repair the structural damage until we set in at a, a dry dock. We're going to have to we're going to have to walk a lot more delicately if we want to avoid a warp core breach. I will make sure to inform Proconsul Sela and the House of Toral of such inconveniences. All right. What should I tell Costra? He's he's pretty grouchy. Tell him to refocus his passions towards fixing and reinforcing the ship. We will make time to dock when we can. There's three whole fleets out there full of ships that are competing for repair time. That's with your permission, the permission to be dismissed. As you were. She'll head out. Uh, Ambrose will sort of, will go through the like ship calendar or whatnot. Actually, I think he will just uh, message Brooks. Uh, we don't we don't need to make a whole scene out of it unless we want to. Uh, but he'll just message Brooks to start setting up uh, more combat simulations for the future. And try would. to get response time down to a uh, you know better response time. Back on the bridge after Elizabeth uh, heads back to her opposite station, um, the person at communications says, uh, uh, um, "You're still an ensign, that's right, uh, ensign Hage." Uh, it appears that there's a, a, a message being intercepted, uh, an encrypted message that we've intercepted. Communicate. Eyes open wide. Uh, let's hear it. Uh, it's in, it's it's still encrypted, but it appears to be a message from Quonos to an unknown sector in Romulan space near the border. 
Lieutenant Tana to the bridge. We could use your decryption skills. Tana to the bridge. On my way. I'm sure Ambrose was informed of this. And yeah. He'll step out of his ready room and uh, look down over the shoulder of Tana whenever she gets there. Tana arrives after a couple seconds. It's not far. She is probably leaving the uh, the mess hall where things were askew and heads to the bridge. Yeah, she she probably is still bristling a little bit, but... <laughs> Uh, Captain? Yep. Uh, Tana is a lieutenant? Uh, yes. Yep. Lieutenant, it seems we, uh, we have received a parcel in the post that is not exactly addressed to us, but, uh, well, we're being nosy neighbors. See if you can decrypt this for us. And Ensign Hage, please see if you can pinpoint the intended destination of this message. Aye, aye. All right. All right. This is an extended task. The resistance is two. Difficulty is four. So, right. Ouch. Uh, and anyone that wants to assist can. Eva can also assist. What am I rolling for this? Uh, that is a good question. Let me see a character sheet real quick here and look at what they were on there. I didn't actually write that part down. I wrote everything else down. What do you think would be reasonable? Uh, in, uh, com communications is usually engineering, but could also be science. Yeah. Um, I would prefer engineering. <laughs> I think reason and engineering or reason and security would actually apply. I think it would be one of those because it is an encrypted message that you're trying to de-encrypt. Um, but yeah, I think reason or insight would be your better ones to go with against engineering or security. Do you have any talents that might apply, Kevin? Um, I have uh, linguistics, computer, computers, uh, and cyber, maybe cybernetics. I meant any talents. The focus is your experience. Oh, sorry, talents. Um, uh, I have sensory thing. replacement that if I use a momentum for information gathering, yeah. I can ask a question. And that won't apply just yet. Um, yeah. But the focus on linguistics and computers would probably apply. Um, and your values don't apply here. So, mm -hmm. I mean, nothing to prove good, but not really. Yeah. So, um, so reason and engineering or insight and engineering, either one of those is your, is which one, whichever one you feel is most appropriate for what you're doing. Uh, you roll two dice uh, and unless you want to spend momentum. You have two two momentum at the moment. All right. Um, are y'all okay with me spending one? Mm -hmm. All right. So we cool. spend one momentum will... that gives you an extra die. Uh, I think if the ship can assist with uh, communication security. Sure. The ship did. She has not been helpful today. Cool. Four. Four. Difficulty She's one. busy with an identity crisis. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh, difficulty is four. So you succeed. Go ahead and roll um, your engineering skill. Uh, in right, sixes. Engineering plus two. Engineering plus two, yes. Sorry. How do I do just that? Just, I usually just no. rewrite one of the weapons. Uh, you can also just do the challenge die at the top right. Uh, just challenge die, put in the 
Oh, right. That's right. There's actually a feature for it. Now. <laughs> um, underwear says task roll. You can just change that to six and roll that. Yeah. So challenge dice six. Yep. Uh, and that is three. That is not great. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Do you want to spend momentum to resist them to lower the resistance? Can I? You yeah. can spend one momentum to reduce the resistance by two, which is the res which of the resistance is. So that would give you three successes as opposed to one. Okay. All right. So you do that. Um, you have affected the work track by three. Uh, it is a very, very hard encryption. Uh, you are seeing that you are not making very good progress on it yet. Can uh, Ensign Hage uh, send uh, or use the sensors to triangulate the source and the destination of the uh, communicate? Yes. Uh, science plus reason? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a threat. I'm going to give you a threat. Uh, that's two. Uh, ship can probably assist on this. Sensors plus science work. Yep. All right. Oh, that is a complication. <laughs> okay. Um, it is definitely coming from Quonos, directly from Quonos. Um, the destination sector is within Romulan space. Uh, it is near to where, as far as you can tell anyway, it is near to where um, uh, the closest region of space would be where you guys had that fight with um, Marjad. Mm -hmm. um, the exact location is difficult to tell because uh, you have a complication. So. Uh, using this information, can I contribute to the work track? Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, minus two. Mm -hmm. So that is four, five, six, seven. All right. Um, that is still, it is better. You are getting, so you're starting to get some, uh, some of the message through. Uh, you get Toral, uh, leader, fallen, uh, large shipment. Uh, Lupec. Those are the things you get from from what you guys have currently. Okay. Um, it'll take some more time to get through it. You have to get even whatnot processing on on the the, the along with your guys' roles additionally. But that is the information you presently have. Anything you guys want to do with that, you can. I'm not sure you guys remember any of the things that I said there, but. <laughs> what region of space did you say this was going to? It appears to be headed towards the region of space where you guys had the battle with Marjad, um, the cl oh. cloning facility. Okay, uh, near the the Iconian. Yes, uh, near Iconia. That was. Did we have a? 
a usable surveillance post that could look at that? Um, it's pretty far into Kling- into Romulan space, but you could probably tap into a, a long range satellite, a long range uh, uh, right. system, and check it out. Yeah. Uh, yes, that uh, any activity within that region is highly suspect. We should get eyes on that. Uh, continue working on both of these, uh, refining the receiving location and identifying the message. I will pass along what we have decrypted so far to uh, Federation Command and see if we can tap into any of our listening stations nearby. Okay. Did uh, Toshari left? She has her own ship. She's flying off somewhere else. She's on board your ship. Okay. Okay. Nope. She's, she is uh, operating as an attache to the, uh, to the Federation, an observer. And what were the garbled keywords we got there? Taral, uh, leader. What was the one I said there? Fallen, shipment or large shipment, uh, and Lupec. Okay. Um, Taral and Lupec sound familiar, but I could not tell you why. So Taral is um, Taral, son of Duras. Okay, he's the lord. He's the the leader of the Klingon High Council currently, uh, the disputed one. What were you going to say, Evelyn? And so, isn't Lupec our super fun, very arrogant, grandiose? I don't remember what alien race he is, or is he the other Ferengi? He's the Ferengi. He is the okay. not Brol Ferengi. Well, that's less fun. Yeah, he's the Ferengi that was being attacked by the Packleds. Gotcha. Right, right, right. The, it's the Packled captain that I'm thinking of. Yeah. No, Lupac is... Person, very fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Packled captain's name was Ugek. Ugesk. That's what it was. Yeah, Ugesk. But yeah, that's what you got so far. All right. Uh, likewise, sensors, uh, deep space sensors, keep an eye out for Lupex's ship or any signs of it. For that matter, keep an eye out for any pack led vessels. Okay. Can I, uh, as Ensign Elizabeth Hage, can I tap into the array? Um, and, uh, I would like to spend an opportunity cost to use. Uh, so that gives you a threat mm-hmm. uh, uh, that gives to give advantage on uh, the right tool for the job. Whenever you're using an appropriate tool, uh, it, uh, if it does not provide advantage normally, uh, it does so now. Okay. Um, so uh, and then I'd like to roll uh, sensors. Science plus control, maybe. Since I'm sure. pointing the long range uh, communication sensors or long range visualization sensors, yeah, control works. <laughs> Remote controlling. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's four. Four says the ship can also assist on that. 
Yeah. Go for the ship. Like communications, since we're using a long-term array communication sense. Sure. Okay. One finally is some assistance. So that is five, right? Two plus you have the advantage so that gave you one, um, and then one. So the difficulty would be two. That gives you uh, two, three. That gives you three momentum. Um, All right. Uh, I'll bank it, but I do get a X free. Uh, a, I do get a free um, information question. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, what you're seeing in the system is. Uh, there is an energy source that was that is relatively that is new. Uh, when you guys left, you had done quite a bit of damage. There wasn't really a whole lot in the way of energy sources there. It is not an Iconian energy source. Um, it does not register as Iconian. It actually registers as Klingon. Uh, you have two questions, or however many questions you have. You have the two, um, the two momentum you had plus your one free question, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I also have dedicated focus, which generates bonus moment. I will also bank. So that's one more. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, first question is going to be, uh, are there any, tr uh, is there any activity on the planet? Um, do we want to take a break since... Let's finish, let's finish this question up and then we can do that and, and I'll fix out whatever happened to the, whatever just happened to the, the display. I'll fix after that. But we go ahead well, and ask these questions though. Cause I've, uh, I've disconnected. Oh, that's what it was. Um, that's right. We'd finish out the question. Then we can take a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just if there's any activity on the surface. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, there's not appear to be any, uh, no, well, actually there would be there. There is geological, uh, activity on the surface. Uh, it appears to be artificial geological, can, uh, um, activity. Let's go ahead and take a break. So, uh, Evelyn, what you missed uh, on the break before, right before the break, was uh, Yesabeth had tapped into the long range system, the long range uh, observation systems, looking overlooking uh, the Iconian sectors that you guys were in before, and discovered that there was uh, Klingon power sources there, um, and. Uh, that should actually be Romulan power sources. I don't know why I said Klingon before. Um, Romulan power sources. It should be Romulan power sources on the planet. Okay. There is terrestrial that activity, uh, which appears to be like earthworks. Uh, terrestrial. It is man-made movement of the earth down there. So. Uh, and I think we still had some more questions. You still have... At least one of them you could use if you want to. Uh, I believe that was all the questions that Yesabeth gets for free, though, right? Um, no, I get one. Okay. Well, there we go. So, picking back up there, let's go ahead and ask additional questions if you have them. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, um, we already know that what ships were in the system, right? So I don't need to ask that one. There are no known ships in the system. It is, uh, it is just a power source, which is I originally said was Klingon. I meant to say Romulan. A Romulan power source, and there is activity on the on the surface. That's what we have okay. so far. Okay. Um, is there um, is the Iconian gateway active? No. 
Okay. There's no, there are no Iconian power sources of any kind. Gotcha. Okay. Now, just to remind myself, as far as we know, we blew that up. Correct. Gotcha. Okay, I would just want to at the very minimum. Yeah, no, it, the whole system. Great question. Yeah. I just, just wanted to just want to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll uh, report that to the captain. What what I found. While you're giving that report and while Ambrose is deciding what to do, go ahead yeah. and have Tana give me another um, communications uh, attempt to attempt to crack the communication system, the the encrypted message. All right. Ship does not assist. Can I use another momentum? Yes, you can. Cool. You have three, so you could use you could use all three and get two additional dice if you wanted to. I think I'll just use one. Okay. I don't know why it's pretending why the communication system. There we go. Four. Four successes. That is uh, that is the number you need. So that's good. Um, go ahead and roll your. Um, Challenge six, dice. Challenge. six challenge dice. Much better. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, do you want to spend a momentum to reduce the resistance? Uh, yes. All right. So, whoops, wrong screen. So that is 15. Um, Okay. Um, you get the majority of the um, just because this is a uh, not going to work out the way I wanted to. You get the majority of the message. Um, there is some uh, encryption as to the the, the destination um, still intact, which but you get the you get the actual text of the message. Uh, so from Toral, son of Duras, the rightful leader of the Klingon Empire, to Gothmara, daughter of Coltan, Martok is closing in. I need more warriors. Our allies on Romulus have fallen silent. There is a large shipment of biomimetic gel in possession of that, of that treacherous Rura Lupek. If you desire your revenge, you will meet. You will get me my warriors. And she will pass that message on to the captain. Does, does the message contain the coordinates for the Does the message gel? Contain, I'm sorry, what? Does the message contain the coordinates for the gel? It does not because of the the that you still haven't gotten that far in the in the you haven't succeeded in the in the, in the task yet, really, is what it is. But you get you've got the Lupec has it. You know that's the case. So So to make sure we're understanding it correctly. Karal is sending a message to Gothmara asking for more troops, and in exchange, he will make sure that Lupek delivers this biomimetic gel as payment. Um, that is an interpretation. That may not be what is meant here, but that that is definitely an interpretation. Remember that she was the cloning. Okay. She was the one doing all the cloning, and biomimetic yes. gel is used in cloning. I do remember her. So that may be it could, another another possible interpretation is that in order to get 
him more warriors and she needs more gel. She could get that gel from Lupek. And then make more warriors. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Order stand. We need to find Lupek's ship, which was what? It was something pretentious, like the, the bounty of Lupek or something. Uh, it was called Lupek's favor. Uh, it was called. Oh crap! Where is it at? Lupex Latinum. There it is. All right. Damon Lupex. <laughs> uh, yes, I want our sensors focused on finding Lupex Latinum. Tie into any nearby stations and listening outposts. I need a bulletin out for any. Any sightings of Lupex Latinum or any leads to their current whereabouts, this is top priority. In the meantime, set course. For now, set course to the Romulan the Romulan Federation neutral zone as close as we can get to the Iconian system. Setting course. Uh, Silva says, turning to her controls, punching buttons. All right. Europa is underway. Um, Ambrose will go back to his ready room, send off the appropriate correspondence and paperwork to Arlani and Martok and uh, uh, whoever their liaison with. Um, that might be Dereth. Um, Vorek. Vorek. Well, Vorek, Vorek, sorry. Uh, bo- oh, both yeah, the Klingon yeah. and the, the Romulan yeah, sort Dar- of war liaison, too, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anybody else have anything they want to do before we get to the next scene? Anybody have any other scenes they want to toss in? I'm, we're going to get to the flight deck scene next. Otherwise. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flight deck, um, which we haven't seen much of in this series to date. Um, Uh, I actually have a room for this, but I don't know where it's at. But shuttle bay, here we go. On the flight deck, um, the entire flight crew, uh, except for those who are currently on active helm duty, which would be Silva, um, have been uh, requested at the behest of the new commander, Lieutenant Commander Moss. Um uh, I think we said this, I think, um, Brian, I think we had said that your other character was going to be here for this one, right? Um, I'm, I'm okay with whoever, um, it's up to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe it was Lockie. I don't remember who we settled on. Yeah. Lockie, Lockie was the other. Yeah. Silva was the one I wanted to be here. Oh, we can have Silva. That's fine too. Um, so Silva's here. Uh, she's 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 in the flight. She's a flight controller. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna have her still be on the 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 helm, but it absolutely makes sense that she can be here. So, um, all right. what's that? She's part of the team. She might not be on the fighter squadron, but she's part of the team. Right, right. All right. Um, so Hot Jaw and the other people who I actually had named in the next episode. Not, well, not, I don't know if it's the next episode or not, but in one of the upcoming episodes, I actually name a bunch of them. Um, I don't have it in front of me though. So, but a lot of the flight, the, the entirety of the flight crew, it's probably. Did I, 
Did I ever send you my names for the flight crew? I don't think you did. Okay. We'll talk. Um, but, uh, the good, it's probably what, 20 to 25 people are the flight crew. Um, give or take a few, uh, but you're all standing in formation on the deck flight deck. Um, uh, and Lieutenant Commander Moss comes into the, uh, into the hangar bay area. Um, he's, as I said before, he's like the Chris Pine sort, maybe a little taller than Chris Pine, but, uh, uh he, uh, is wearing his nice uniform. It's not the dress uniform, but you know, again, well-pressed and everything else. Uh, and he's standing in front of, he, he moves himself into in front of the peregrines. Um, well, he looks around a bit. It's a pretty fine crew. I've been going over your records and I think this ship, this, this crew, this group has done an excellent job. All things considered. I am not here to make your lives more difficult than they need to be. I want to get this flight crew up to Starfleet's newest standards. When that is done, when we, when we, hang on. I want to make sure that we get up to the, the crew up to the Starfleet's newest standards. It's rare to have a ship this size, have this, these fighters. And I know a lot of you didn't go to the Academy with the intention of, well, in the intention of being fighter pilots, but we've been in war off and on now for a very long time. And this is Starfleet's current approach. It is beyond shuttlecraft. It is more than routine operations. Some of you are already extremely experienced, and I will be relying on most of you, those of you who are experienced, to help maintain a very strict regiment of training. Starting tomorrow morning, we will be using the, the holodecks. Each crew will be on rotation. Every crew will train every day. Again, I am not here to entangle myself in any prior politics of the ship. Anything that, anything that came before me does not matter. We all begin anew right now. I look forward to working with all of you. You're dismissed. Um, he said immediately turns and starts walking away. Yeah. Um, Moss, uh, doesn't leave the room. He just hangs out for a few seconds and watches as the, as the crew disperses. Um, he, uh, goes up and shakes the hands of a couple of the people and he looks at, uh, hot jaw, one of the pilots from a previous episode that people can go back and catch up on. Um, shakes his hand. This is a, I'm, Hope you're feeling much better. I expect you to be ready to go. Hot Josh shakes his head. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. And then he walks over to Silva, puts out his hand. Silva, uh, Lieutenant, he's a Lieutenant, right? I want to make sure I get that right. Lieutenant, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Silva. It's good to meet you. Shakes, puts out his hand. Uh, you can call me Malini, uh, flight controller, uh, shuttle, sometimes shuttle pilot, uh, all time pain in the ass. 
good to know. Um, you're in a unique position. You're not one of the fighter pilots here, and you're not on the register to be a fighter pilot. So uh, the training that I'm going to have you doing in the shuttle bay, in the in the holodecks, uh, will be more centrally focused on shuttlecraft operation and starship operations. So be prepared. I think uh, it's a chance for a lot of people. A lot of people take this path on up the, the chain of command, and I think you've got potential. Well, that's awful nice of you knowing me. If they're knowing me all five seconds, um, yeah. I've read everyone's. I've read everyone's jacket front to back a few times, so I feel like I know everybody here. Fair enough. I gotta say, I like your. I like your no nonsense attitude. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but we, there's. Well, you obviously you probably heard that there's been a bit of drama in this, the the, the squadron. I've read. I've read the reports. And uh, I believe that it's something we can address fairly quickly. Get right, everyone well, back on track. Uh, I'm happy to happy to help however I can. Good to meet sure. you. And he moves on to the next and goes on down the line as uh, meeting those who stuck around. All right. Uh, I'm sure Defeed has found a reason to be uh, somewhere near here. Yeah, yeah. Not, Wherever not she happens that. to be. Oh, yeah. She just happened to be checking uh, the, the, the medical packs in the hall in, in, on deck five, uh, which, you know, just happens to be where this moment, where she knew her girlfriend was going to be a, uh, a rough moment. <laughs> All right. So Jisa is making her way through the uh, the hallways, I assume. Uh yeah, if she gets that far. Uh Moss isn't going to stop her, so. All right. Uh yeah, she was she was told she's dismissed. She immediately turns, starts walking out, unzips the uh the the uniform jacket. And She'll close up the uh, first aid kit and uh, set an intercept course uh, to to start walking with her. Le uh, Lieutenant, uh, uh, funny seeing you here. Lieutenant. So, how did the meeting go? What that you want to call that a meeting? What would you call it? Posturing. Get this flight crew up to standards. She gives them a, a, a scowl and she says, um, let it roll off your back. He'll, he'll, he's new here. He's simply trying to, he's simply trying to, as she said, it's posturing. Let him posture. People will see that you're that that where the true talent lies. Yeah, well, looks like I'll be warming a seat in the holodeck for the next however long this goes on. Well, is that so bad? Maybe maybe you could use the break. 
I don't do brakes well. I also don't do simulations well. You want me to fly? Let me fly. I think most pilots would say that. Hollow deck? So we graduated from the academy. Right. If it was, if it was up to me, I would let you fly. But, but um, I'm sure that even in the holodeck, you'll be able to run rings around the rest. You just need to show them that you haven't lost a step. Yeah, if there's any point to it anymore. She'll give you like a, a, a scolding look and she'll say, and what's that supposed to mean? Don't tell me you're giving up. I'd been pushing for pretty much everything that jackass just said for months. We finally get into a war. What I was here to do, I'm kicked. They bring this jackass in, and it's all talk of up to standards. You guys aren't real pilots. So you, so the way I see it, you have two options. You can give up. Show them that he was—he was right that uh, that you that you are not worth putting on in the squadron, or you can show him that he's wrong. And I know you're capable of it. Yeah, we'll see. We see will. how bored I get in the simulator. You'll get plain board, but you will, but you will show them, you will show them who's the best. I know you will. Best doesn't seem to matter all that much to the Federation. Matters, it matters more than, it, it matters enough. You'll get your spot back, I'm, I'm confident. She'll put her put her hand on your shoulder. Probably a a little bit smidge of PDA in the in uh, the middle of the hallway. Um, uh, she'll glance around just to make sure nobody's nobody's looking, and she'll say, uh, "Promise me that you'll promise me that you won't give up." The just I know wouldn't. And during antenna sort of wriggle in your direction I'll show up for now that's all I ask that she'll start walking um. alright down the hallway it's a ways maybe perhaps even, perhaps even another floor uh, Mills and Laki and I have it as Mills Lucky, the SSH, and Amathi are all sitting in one of the corridor lounges uh, having a basic uh, logistics meeting. Uh, not logistics, just like a, a general, uh, uh, yeah, logistics meeting. Because the SSH is basically assigning uh, resources as needed to their various departments. Um, and Lucky being uh, a new command officer, Mills being the acting head of... Um, Security and Amathi being the new representative of the geology department, uh, a new representative of the ge geology department. Um, they were having they're having a little discussion. Um, 
some pretty trite normal stuff. Oh Lord, what was that? Okay. Um, as you're sitting there, uh, if I could, if I could do some trite normal stuff for us to quickly change the subject yeah, off of. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I really feel like it's Lockheed time to shine. It's the year of Lockheed. He says excitedly. Could be right. I mean, it's war. It's everybody's time to shine and not shine, I suppose. But, you know, this is the perfect opportunity to show the captain you got what it takes. Oh, I'll show. I'll show him good. Good on you. That's the spirit. Um. While you're sitting there, uh, having your basic, you know, just general conversation, um, uh, Gazerite named Elosh Ira, Elosh Ero. <coughs> oh, good Lord. Um, I am not familiar with that species. Uh, that is the species that, uh, the Federation president is in DS9. Gasholite? Gazerite with his Gaz Gazerite. Gazerite. Um, uh, Jaro Inish, Jaro in actually razor right with the G R G R A Z E R I T E. Guys, right? Um, gotcha. Is, is making his way to down the hallway towards, um, uh, towards Amathi, actually. And he's, Gesticulating wildly, um, like you, your department. I know it was your department. Um, what do we do? What do we do? Can I help you? You shut What's the power off to our to, to the planetary science lab. I was in the middle of an uh, an experiment that took almost two months to set up. This is unacceptable. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry. I did we. we, we, we but, but we didn't do that. I, I, if not, if if uh, not intentionally, if we didn't, wait. I'm sorry. Um, a uh, down the hallway, coming from another direction, is a Tellerite named Grawl. You leave them alone. It was me. I shut it off. You've been hogging all the power. And uh, the turn, the the two turn to each other and start yelling. Uh, without listening, they're each yelling at each other about power and usage and, and uh, allocation of resources, time, and things like that. Um, Their ranks? The lieutenants. Lieutenants. Largely irrelevant. <laughs> lieutenants. I just want to know what, the, what I'm yelling. What to call, yeah. Lieutenants, enough. This is not proper Starfleet officer behavior. If you have an issue, we can handle it appropriately through the appropriate channels. Um, Elosh Iro turns and says, you're absolutely right, Lieutenant. You're absolutely right. I am taking this to the highest authority that I can aboard this ship. And if that is not enough, I will take it higher. I think that's when the SSH <laughs> steps like right up to him. 
I believe for energy allocation and resources, I am as high as you need to go, both of which are easily maintained through proper paperwork. The paperwork was filed. Can I pull that up? Yeah, absolutely. It was what? filed? The power, yeah, power allocation for the planetary science labs was there. He should have had, it. They, they were the ones who were supposed to have the power. Okay. Why, why don't you just split the power allocation? You on even hours, you get it. On odd hours, you get. The experiment took two months to prepare for. It requires a precise flow of energies. I needed the sensors at the right time. I needed the power at the right time, and I needed it to happen consistently. The geology oh. lab has overstepped again. Geology, the paperwork is in order. You allocated resources that were not yours to take. Be mindful in the future. They weren't hogging the power. However, this starship is equipped with a power generation facility much larger than this crew complement would usually require. There is more than enough power to go around if properly allocated. Grawl kind of turns and stomps away. Uh, Elosh turns back to the, the you and, uh, and Mills. Excellent. I expect that uh, some compensation, of, some, some compensatory time shall be allocated, yes? We can get this experiment back up and running, hopefully, in the next few hours. Hopefully. I'll discuss it with the captain. Very good. My apologies, Ensign Amathi. Uh, it, it's okay. It was a, it was a misunderstanding. Smiles. It was a misunderstanding that should have been handled with cooler heads. Yeah, he smiles and <laughs> yes, and then uh, heads back towards the down the hallway. Yeah, his ears are back. His tail's just flicking nervously. <laughs> You okay, Anson? I'm not good with um, raised voices. Usually rocks don't talk, so usually I'm not dealing with people a lot. So when I deal with people, they usually are just as excited about the stuff that we're doing. And usually when raised voices, it's usually because things are being really cool or either really bad, but they're not usually yelling at each other. Well. Speaking of rocks yelling at people, I think our SSH performed commendable. You did, thank you. What exactly are you applying there? I'm implying that you have quartz parts that create a holographic reflection, and therefore you are technically a rock, if a very fancy one. I think you need to spend more time with your sciences. You might be to a, a mothy with like a, is he right? Kind of expression. He kind of gives him a little bit, looks over the SMH and just looks back, could be. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to get out of that? Um, for the purpose of, Brain words, don't know where they went. Mills is going to file a report. Okay. 
Uh, I think we see the SSH sigh, and for like a split second, there's a a stutter in the hollow projector, where his comm badge, just like in the blink of an eye, turns to the symbol of Holleran Station, and then back again. Mm. Um, all right, so that report will go on to Eleanor's desk, as would also the report that of the uh, other two crew members that fought earlier in the day. Um, so anybody else have any other scenes they want to do? Uh, I have a potential Jisa and Moss scene, which I don't know that it fits anymore. Uh, I don't know that it ever really was going to fit. There's a big question mark by it. Um, you do different Jisa and Moss scene. Um, we, could, we could. How many reports of arguments and fights has uh, Brooks gotten over like the past week? Of actual fights, you've gotten three of petty discrimination, petty, um, like reporting other, of other, of other members of the crew. It's been quite a bit. It, there's a lot of tension on the ship that is, uh, um, resulting in a lot of, uh, unnecessary or not necessarily unnecessary, but about a lot of like petty reporting. Um, the actual conflicts like all out, reportable incidents you've got the the fight in the mess hall uh the power allocation issue with the geology and science team uh and then there was a um uh an, an incident in engineering that uh costra resolved fairly quickly but still had to be resolved it had to be goes up the chain because it's the way things work is that more than usual the it usual is. yeah it is definitely above normal all right so um because they seem kind of busy, she probably sends like a message or like a pad over to the captain that maybe we should start arranging activities for the crew because or like more work for them to get done. Because they obviously are either not occupied enough or not entertained enough. If it's getting to this point. Of course, I would like you to set appointments for anybody who has had actual altercations. I'm sure you are on that already. See if you can find some sort of common denominator, uh, whether that simply be morale. Most of our crewmen are not soldiers, and we have been thrust once again into a time of war. We've not had time for shore leave and likely will not have that opportunity for quite some more time still. So, yes, look into ways to address morale concerns and schedule keeping. Of course. And uh, everyone that has gotten into physical altercations will be required to see me for me make an assessment on them. Very good, Commander. Seems like something you can do a check for, gathering information. Up. Yeah, um, I was either going to have you do it directly, or we can. If you want to call somebody in, you can do that, and we can have a scene. Otherwise, you can just do it as a role. It doesn't there was uh, the intention here was to have the first officer do more things, so you can do it how you want to do it. What would I be doing? You can either bring somebody in, and we can have a scene where we're role playing, and you can figure it out from there, or you could just, if you want to, just do a role. You can do that too. Since it's nine thirty, I'm okay with a role. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I do a role. All right. I actually have two questions. Yeah. Um, 
for all of us and all of our characters, are we feeling extra fighty? That's up to you guys. I, the crew in okay. as a whole, I, I'm trying to, I think I've said a couple times that there's a, a great deal more stress mm-hmm. uh, on the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got out of a pretty major fight at the end of last season. Um, you got some basic repair time done uh, just to get the ship back up to, you know, as close to fully functional as it could be. Um, and then you were immediately right back into the fray of things. So you've really been pretty heavily out of your element for four or five months now. Um, mm-hmm. So there's definitely some tension aboard ship. Uh, your guys' individual characters, that's up to you. Obviously, Jesus got some tensions. Um, Mills, maybe. Which is the first time we saw Mills, really. Um, so, yeah. But with Ambrose's empathy um, and, and sure. Dasavi, of course, and anyone else empathic on the ship, uh, does it feel like that? Like people yes. are just stressed and tired? It doesn't feel like weird wiggly fingers no 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 it's it's, jack is from the exact same place i went yeah no it's definitely it's not anything uh anything preternatural it is is just standard stresses of of being in starfleet and a crew that is again you've got a a, it's a small crew uh in a small ship um doing things they're not really designed to do like that they're not really trained to do so you've got a lot of there's nowhere to go they can get away from other people you're you're always right on top of the same group of 100 people you know what i mean just grading on each other. It's a big ship, so you could, I mean, it's not a huge ship, but like it's, it's more empty than usual. So there's more places you could go where you can be away, but there's no other people to talk to. There's, you're stuck with the same hundred people or so. Um, and that's just kind of getting on people's nerves. So not super natural. So for your role, I would say it is probably presence or reason. Um, and Medicine or command? All right, I will go with command and reason. And then I think your psychology focus. Mm-hmm. Com- no, persuasion, no, that really wouldn't work. Team dynamics, that would be a good one too, but you, were, you only need one mm-hmm. of those, so go ahead and make a roll. Difficulty is going to be... Um, well, it depends on what you're trying to actually accomplish. What do you actually want to accomplish with the role? Are you trying to, to just get more information or are you trying to make actual corrections to the behavior of the crew? Like try to take um, steps to actually correct things. I want to be able to understand what the core problem is before I start addressing the symptoms. All right. So we'll say this is a gathering information type of role so you can get more information out of things that way. Excuse me. Go ahead and make your roll. Difficulty be two. Three. Three successes. So uh, that succeeds. You get one momentum, which means you can use that to ask an additional question. Um, and if you have any talents or anything like that, that would give you additional uh, questions. Um. You could use those as well. Um, uh, the primary problem, I think, while gathering information, what you find is largely, I think, um, the first officer position, which is the one that generally deals with the crew, has been in flux for a while, really since the the loss of Captain Hage. Um, and while DeSave did her best, she was not an experienced first officer. Um, and then she was, once people were starting to get settled in with her, 
then she got changed out. And with all the other tensions that were dealing around that, you know, the, you've got people leaving the crew in, in haste. You've got new people coming onto the crew, um, pushing people out of their roles, like uh, Kendall leaving, Jisa being demoted, just all of these things, all of these tensions are built up in the crew. Um, and there hasn't really been anybody other than Dasavi and you who have been able to do anything with it. And neither of you have been really, you're still new, relatively new and doing your, you know, doing your job, but you're still relatively new. And Dasavi's primarily focused on, I mean, she's the chief medical officer and everything else and everything else and everything else. So it was a, a lot of, a lot of things that got, um, I don't want to say left behind or lost in the shuffle, but it just creates that turnover tension where people don't feel like there's stability on top of a war. So. Okay. And it's not any individual. I mean, it's, there's, everybody has their reasoning, but that's the primary, mm -hmm. you know. And people don't just view something as stable overnight, so it's not an immediate fix. They right. just need consistency with it. But with all this tension and this seeming lack of place to output it, would you be able to like find some programs from it be able to do in like maybe the the hollow suites or things they can do around the ship that they're capable of doing? Um, certainly there's that's an option, yeah. Uh, you could schedule more free time or things like that. Yeah. Uh, should probably do some of those. I should probably look into like the, um, like the therapy psychology hollow program. So people can have their own outlets and that way when she is busy, because she's not always able to be the ship's counselor. Right. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll touch back on that stuff in a future session. But you would also have a number of junior counselors. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. In fact, we have, I don't know if we still have them on the crew or not, but there was another counselor somewhere at one time. That yeah, I think Renewal is still still technically on our sheet. We just, I'm, yeah, we've seen him once, I Renewal. think. Renewal Alsamir. Yep. Yeah, yeah so, she would definitely probably get into contact with the junior council, counselors and try to arrange a meeting and organize with them. That is something we will we will address in we will we will continue working on in future sessions. I like the idea of I want to I like the idea of seeing the the crew interact a little bit more. I, something we talked about at the end of last season was we didn't really have a lot of NPCs. So my recommendation is we set up an underground Europa Fight Club. That's yeah. how we'll deal with it. Rule number one: a Fight Club is don't let the don't let the uh, don't <laughs> let the captain know about Fight Club <laughs> because he will be in it and it will not be good for anyone. All right. Is it because you would want to participate? <laughs> exactly. Because the captain would beat your ass. <laughs> Goes in there, tears his shirt off. <laughs> All right. He's like, this is perfect. This is the best therapy. <laughs> I don't have any other scenes for this session. You guys are on your way to dealing with, uh, on your way to the, the intercept, whatever, either the, the Romulan stuff on Ioconia or you're, and you're looking out for Lupec. We're dealing with the, the crew tensions that are going on. Uh, and that is pretty much the three main things that I had for this session to get going. So, um, did, did you want to do a, uh, Moss and Jisa scene? Uh, it's up to you. I really don't mind doing it next time. Um, we're going to start out. There's going to be, I think next session I have us starting out in the holodeck. Um, 
yeah. So next session we'll start on the holodeck. So it would be something that we could stick stick in there too. Um, okay. Uh, it wasn't a scene that I actually needed needed to do. It was just a I have like a, it, if I need more beats, I've got a Jisa Moss scene, and if Jisa confronts Moss, um, or if mm. I was gonna have if I had I had the idea that if Jisa was the third confrontation, uh, and she went to talk to Eleanor, that there could be a a thing there, but um, I didn't know how to make it work. It was just kind of a if this fit works out, I'll do this, and if it doesn't work, yeah. Out, if so. if you want Jisa to throw down, just just. <laughs> sticker on someone <laughs> right um but i'll go ahead and end it right there for this session uh we've been off for a long time so this was a bit of a slow get back into things but i think it worked out really well i had a good time um and i think we got to see most of the characters that we wanted to see in the first episode and obviously we're going to carry over into the next episode so let's start with what moment stands out most to you this evening not a lot to choose from but I really took this torture combat. I'll be honest. I know. It's not everybody's speed. It's my speed. Gotcha. I liked Lackey calling the SSH a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I wish O'Connor had been there for that conversation because I think she would have been. <laughs> like friends. You should make them friends off screen. Yeah. Kendall, you got anything? Um, I liked uh, Tana and Delphine breaking up that fight in the mess hall. Yeah. 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 Jack. Uh yeah, I'm 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 still pulling myself away from all of this. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it it was kind of a slow burn into into season 3, but you know, we've we've been away for some time, so that's uh that can be helpful to get us back all in our mindset. I'm looking forward to Getting back into all of my characters' mindsets more, I felt so rusty playing all of my characters tonight. Um, that was honestly not the reason I figured we'd start out slow. It's just because I mm, <laughs> figured everyone's going to be really rusty. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, I, I I liked everyone working together to uh, to decrypt the message and put all those pieces together. I think we had uh, you know quite a few different people working together to to get that all sorted out. And, and I, I too really liked the scene with, uh, with breaking up the fight in the mess hall. Yeah. That, that was a good scene. Nice. All right. Um, where was I here? Uh, who do you think best embodied their character tonight? Who do you think? Tana. All right. Mm-hmm. That was quick. I like it. I don't disagree. Sit down, you child. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have anything? Anyone else they want to? To give a, the give the cookie to. All right. I liked this scene with Jason and Delphine. I thought they were sweet. Yeah. Kind of adorable. It was fun. And that 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 in particular uh, was was one of the scenes I felt rusty with. Yeah. Didn't know whether to lean more into that adorableness or lean away into being a hot headed and Dorian bitch. Right. <laughs> I thought it would fine. It felt like they didn't quite know. That's yeah, a good, that's a good move. She was kind of pulling between both of those, and just kind of shut down a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It worked. I had a similar experience when we were doing the early uh, Toshiri and Ambrose. I didn't know how to really get back into either into the space those two should be in, especially mm-hmm. after four months of being on the ship. I of her being on ship. I 
we'll have to we'll have to have a discussion off camera and you and I and figure out what we want to do with more of that. Like I know what I want to yeah. do with it, but I think we should need to get to uh, you and I need to get in the same headspace on mm-hmm. this. Yeah, we we should talk because I, I definitely want Toshiri to be a much bigger character this season. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff for her to do. So all right. Um let's go to uh uh right down to if you could change one thing about the session, what would it be? For me, it would have been, I think, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but for me, I think it would have been just, uh, uh, I think I'd have, I'd have paced myself out a little better on this episode. I think I'd have gotten a little bit more of the, I'd have gotten more of the 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 things to do out sooner uh, in the storyline and maybe added an extra beat or two of of uh, of action, not action, but things to drive story forward. I would, I would say action, yeah, drive the story more. Yeah maybe more character focused at first rather than this. We were, we were very plot focused for like the first couple scenes. Uh, I loved a little more character stuff interspersed there. I think so. I was going to say just the opposite. (laughs) Um, I think that there needed to be something more to engage the characters into their own scenes rather than just here, here's a scene that I have for you. Yeah. Um, Again, though, I think some of that comes from uh, being. Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's fine. So, We'll get back in the stride. We're we're a good crew. So, well, Evelyn, what were you going to say? I would like my computer not to have blue screened in the middle of everything. That's yeah. legit. Can't have everything, I guess. Can't have everything. I guess. Uh, it's because it's because for the most part, OBS didn't screw up on me this time. So, right. Someone had so to. Take my computer needed to. My error log is not pretty. Yeah, I'll bet. I can figure out what the crap all that means. <laughs> Kendall, what did you say? What were you going to say? I had his son playing a mothy. He's so anxious. Yeah, I so I originally wrote that scene uh, at the, the end of that fight to to be not with Amathi at all, but I'm like, oh, I know Amathi's Amathi's a geologist. I can have the guy yell at Amathi. That would work out even better. So, <laughs> or Amathi. Yeah, he he he's so non-confrontational. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, plus, I think it got the other characters involved a little faster. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, anybody else have anything they would change about the session if they could? Jack is deep in contemplation. Mm-hmm. I'm always deep in contemplation. Um, you know what I would do differently. Uh, I think the the scene with Eva and picking out an avatar. I think that was really good. Um, I, I really was that. Uh, was that Amathi? Yeah, it was Amathi again because we were talking about the tales. Uh, Amathi and uh, Tong. I, th- I think that was. I think that was a really good conversation. I just don't think it went anywhere. I'm sure it will go somewhere in the future. Um, yes. I'm, I'm basically setting up uh, her trying to figure out her identity and getting yeah. some of the identity stuff like that. I didn't want to, I, I almost went into the gender sexuality conversation there, but I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with that tonight. I'm not going to do it tonight. Sure. So yeah, that's actually how I have it written here though, is in my beats is getting into the, the sexual identity and, and gender identity. But when I, when we're in the scene, I'm like, I don't, I'm not there right now. I don't feel that right now. I don't feel like I can do that topic justice, so I'm not going to touch it right now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but we'll come back to it, I'm sure, because I definitely want to get into some of that. I think it's a, an interesting an interesting way to explore that topic idea. So I don't have anything else. You guys got anything else you want to say? Add in or yell mm-hmm. at me for anything? It's cool. It's totally fine. So, all right. 
This week uh, was the first uh, first episode of episode this first season of first episode of season three. I'll get my words out. Next week we will be back, uh, same bat channel, same bat time. Uh, we'll be airing about seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We'll be off for one week after that, and then we'll be back for a while. We do have a, a whole series of stuff to do. Uh, I'm looking forward to this season. I got a lot of stuff in mind. They're going to see some interesting things. We're going to touch on. We'll 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 finally see the Bishari, um, the Bishari. Uh, we'll finally see more of what's going on with the Halloran station. We'll get every touch on more of the Halloran station. Um, we're going to get that orb experience in. I promise. Um, Brian and I had some discussions about what we could do with it or what I could do with it. And I really liked Brian's ideas. So kudos to Brian on that. Um, and we got a lot more to come. I don't know how the season's going to end yet, but man, I'm looking forward to seeing what we do with it. Um, I had a lot of fun so far and I hope everyone else did too. Please, if you like this show, you can find us on all the places. Share it with a friend. Um, just tell them to look for Star Trek Europa on anywhere they find podcasts, or they can check us out on YouTube, obviously. Um, but anyway, we are uh, we're on. Uh, I believe we're now on Live FM as well as uh, uh, all of the smart devices. You can get us on Siri and Amazon, whatever the other one is, the little box thing they got. I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah, all the places. I was going to go into a list and I forgot where on the list was, so my bad. Um, you can follow me at any of the places where I am at Studio Tembo. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for my link tree. And if you like this show, please, again, share it with anybody else who might like the show. And check out the other shows on Studio Tembo's channel, including uh, Continuing Conversations, which I have been on a few episodes of. I have been on a few episodes of, and there's more coming, so... Uh, I don't have anything else. If anyone else doesn't have anything, uh, so long and thanks for all the fish. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Live long and prosper. <laughs>